The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is VEASAN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Barles. Happy to be with you on a Saturday night here in Las Vegas. Bedlam indeed in Stillwater, Oklahoma. We'll pivot back to the NFL in a second, but quick update on Bedlam. Oklahoma State takes advantage of the fumbled punt by OU. Five, five, three plays, five yards, touchdown Cowboys. And with eight minutes and 40 seconds to go, the Cowboys of Oklahoma State will take the lead back at 37-33. Two-point conversion failed. So Oklahoma down four. Sooners right now getting four and a half on the live line, minus 150, plus 290 on the live line. Uh, as the Sooners, again, trying to take the lead back. And the winner of this one, I said it all night, the winner of this one will have the inside track to the Big 12 championship and a potential sneak in to the college football playoff with some help next week but let's dive back into the nfl here let's let's go there and uh, we just went through one horrible game and we're going to go through another horrible game <laughs> we're not we're we're, we're, uh, we're not for the faint of heart here we're going to go to uh to jacksonville and this was there was some weird midweek motion on this that it went from pick to two atlanta two-point favorite on the road total down to 45 and a half now both of these teams stink also. Now, in a week where the Jets play the Texans, this is the game that I think I would least want to watch this week. Now, we're not here to talk about watchability of games because we're only trying to, we're here to help you make a profit, win some money, put some, uh, put some hundreds in your pockets. I would only bet Jacksonville. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I just said that. But I would only bet Jacksonville. I think Atlanta, now look, I understand not having Ridley has really hurt things. Um, we'll see if Patterson can go. Patterson, of course, missed Thursday night, and it was a disaster for Atlanta's offense. Patterson, questionable tomorrow. We'll see if he's able to go. But a disastrous offensive performance by the Falcons against New England, where New England didn't even have to do anything. Didn't have to do anything in that game to really win. I didn't think Mac Jones played well was more than enough. Did more than enough to win that game. Oh, you're dealing with two terrible offenses that can't score. You're dealing with two terrible defenses, except if they play Josh Allen, uh, that can't stop anyone. You have two teams that don't protect the football. <laughs> you have two teams that can't really run the ball. 
even though James Robinson's good. Uh, I, this matchup to me is worse than the Jets-Texans game. Because at least the Jets-Texans game has huge implications for both teams draft-wise. Now, there are implications for both of these teams too, but it's not a head-to-head like that one is. If you're looking for anything bettable in this game, the only way you can bet this, in my opinion, is on a prop market. Let's start with the quarterbacking props first, okay? Because I think even though you're in a scenario where you have both defenses don't really force turnovers, you're going to give me a plus price on a pick thrown by Matt Ryan? I know Jacksonville doesn't force turnovers, and again, they only force turnovers against Josh Allen. Going to give me plus 115 at DraftKings on the over a half for Matt Ryan? I think you kind of have to do that. Now, again, this is just a good at least from a prop-wise where you can just set it and forget it, kind of like your fantasy roster. Matt Ryan over a half interceptions I think is pretty good. Uh, I don't want anything else on that. I would consider betting Trevor Lawrence under one and a half touchdown passes as well. I know you have to lay the juice, but I don't think Jacksonville is going to score much in this game. I don't think either of these teams are going to score much. And I know the number's been down to 45 and a half, but that might not be a bad way to play this either. Uh, Other props are really hard to bet, especially on the Atlanta side, because you don't know what Patterson's status is. If you knew what Patterson's status was, you could go ahead and bet some some props on here. Touchdown score props actually are an interesting one. Uh, last week we saw Quadri Allison out of left field get a lot of snaps. If you can get on it quickly, when if Patterson is ruled out, plus 380 on Allison is a gift in the way of, not a gift, but it's, it's a good number to at least take a shot at a plus 380. There's no thing, such things as gifts with Atlanta's offense right now. Just shows how bad it is. Uh, one other thing we saw earlier in the week also that uh, there was the report that Urban Meyer wants to get Lavishka's uh, Chenault more involved. So 42 and a half receiving yards on Chenault may not be bad. That would be one I would look at uh, because uh, whenever you see that in the media, you're going to see, especially with a young quarterback, try to force feed a certain receiver. Chenault over uh, over receiving yards. Chenault, if you have a book that does Chenault over receptions, maybe worth a little small sprinkle as well. 42 and a half seems pretty good on Chenault to go over that. Uh, again, Kyle Pitts is the only one with a receiving total that's more than 50 in this game. This is a brutal, 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 brutal football game. And I will uh, likely not be watching it because I would imagine where I watch my games tomorrow, that will be on the far right and it'll be on the wrong side of the book for me. And in all honesty, unless if you're a Falcon or a Jaguar fan or have wagers and like watching your wagers through, it's not really worth your time. And I don't even think this is great betting-wise, like I said. Props would be the only way I would go. The total's down, still probably okay at 45 and a half, but it is down two points from where it was for a good chunk of the week. So Jacksonville and Atlanta. Falcons two-point favorites at the moment against the Jags. Let's go to Miami, the all-of-a-sudden red-hot Miami Dolphins, who have won three in a row. They welcome Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers in. This has been one that has toggled between one-and-a-half, two, and two-and-a-half. DraftKings has one-and-a-half right now in Carolina on the road with a total of 42 for this one. Miami, of course, coming off three straight wins where the Miami Dolphins have beat the murder, the murderers row, the last few weeks of the Houston Texans. They did beat the Ravens, which is a good win on a Thursday night, and then the New York Jets with Joe Flacco. Carolina with Cam. I look. I know they lost last week to a Washington team that is not considered to be any good, but I saw enough from Carolina's offense that would convince me that they should be able to move the ball in this game. And Carolina's defense, I still think Carolina's defense is quite good. I know they've had some games where they've struggled, but Carolina's defense is quite good. And I anticipate that two is going to have a rough go in this because, look, even though Baltimore's 7-3, and three, Baltimore's defense really isn't that good. And I know Tua had the broken finger and they didn't let him do too much. 
This is the best defense that Tua will have seen for a few weeks now. Of course, obviously, he didn't play against Houston with the broken finger. But obviously, Carolina's defense is much better than the Jets, who might have the worst defense in the entire league. But I, at one and a half, I, I, I will... I will likely have Carolina in my account by the time this game kicks. Probably money line instead of the point and a half. I think I'd just rather lay the, the minus 130. But Carolina, again, in the race in the playoff hunt, yeah, they, they don't have the tiebreak on Philly, which hurts them. Uh, they don't have the tiebreak now on Washington, which hurts them. Um, they do have the tiebreak on New Orleans, but that's probably going to be rendered irrelevant because New Orleans is not any good. And uh, that offense is is a... a uh, Sight for so is uh is not good right now uh to say the very least but look uh Carolina five and six still alive Miami's not, look I know there's some to say oh Miami's schedule's easy they might sneak into the playoffs now there's too many teams in front of them that are significantly better than the Miami Dolphins uh prop wise in this game I would be inclined even though I think Carolina will move the ball. I would be inclined to look under on both of these lower passing totals. I think you're going to see a lot of Cam with his legs in this game. I think you can exploit Miami that way. 216.5, 215.5 now. Is that a, actually legitimately just changed in front of me? That may be tough to go under because it's such a low number. But look, guys, we are seeing more and more teams have quarterbacking numbers under 200 yards passing. The league kind of is shifting back more towards running because guess what? Defenses are preparing for the pass. This is why you're starting to see a lot of big run games now. Like Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns last week. Derrick Henry obviously owned the league before we saw him uh, get get hurt. Uh, receiving props. Uh, I, Jalen Waddle is an interesting one in receiving props. Now, I don't know necessarily want him at 53 and a half receiving yards. The other thing that's a little bit harder to handicap with Waddle is we have been seeing him be used more scat back wise, where he had a rushing touchdown last week, utilized with his rushing game two weeks ago as well against um, Baltimore on the Thursday night. So I would tread a little carefully on Waddle, but I, with that said, fifty three and a half is still a pretty low number for a guy who's going to get a ton of touches in this game. Uh, rushing wise, Cam's rushing totals thirty four and a half. Two is ten and a half. I, I Miles Gaskins, 54-and-a-half. You can't rely on him and get enough carries in order to go over that, so don't touch that. I don't think any of those four numbers on your screen are really bettable. Camp 34-and-a-half would be the only thing I would look to play there. But, uh, look, I like Carolina. I think the Panthers are the better team. Miami's not an intimidating place to go and play. One-and-a-half, minus 130 on the money line. I would be inclined to bet Carolina in this game against the Miami Dolphins. Again, the Dolphins trying to work their way back in. Carolina win gets them back to 500 and more than likely will be tied for a playoff spot by day's end in the NFC. And if not, maybe even in their own playoff spot in the seventh seed by the time that the day is done in the NFC playoff race. When we get back, fade or follow begins. Our guy Robbie Callan of Uproxx going to be with us to break down the circuit consensus top five games and we'll get his thoughts on the Cleveland Browns as well against the Ravens and also some college football thoughts the next two segments with Robbie Calland here on VEASAN's Bet Center The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Cyber Monday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insight, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear, including that great t shirt, Jackpot Baby, with Brett Musburger's face on it. I'm getting myself one of those. So hurry now. This is a limited-time offer. Sign up today for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com slash subscribe. It is vsin's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you. And now with us, it is Robbie Calland of UpRocks. Uh, Robbie, uh, it's always awesome to talk to you. Uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And uh, let's just dive right in. Before we get to fade or follow, you obviously uh, expertise in college football as well. Man, what a what a day it was. Uh, good on Michigan to finally bust through. And, uh, Robbie, bad on Brian Harson for not going for two in overtime against Alabama. Yeah, I, so with these new overtime rules, like to jump in on that, that Auburn point, like these coaches are going to have to learn, right? Like the, there's a new math to follow. If you pick defense first, if you get defense first in, in, in overtime, the other team scores a touchdown, you're going to have to go for two the next overtime. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go for two – like go for the win. Like it's, t- it, that's when your, your odds are at their best. Cause otherwise you're going to get a two point contest here coming up very shortly, uh, either after a touchdown in second overtime or the actual two point contest. I, I, especially in a game like that, where like, if you're Harson, you quite literally have nothing to, to lose in that spot in terms of like, you need to be on the front foot. Why would you extend the game against a team that's better than you? Like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, it, just an incredible day. Bedlam living up to kind of the billing for the nightcap right now. Uh, this is what we want rivalry weekend to be, man. Uh, it's it's nice to have have the big week come out and deliver uh, on all the high notes in the big games because that's not always what we get. We we get some thuds. We get Ohio State, Michigan State last week in a lot of, in a lot of these prime you know centerpiece games. And I think today. Almost all of them have have lived up to the billing uh, in each window, and and that's rare. Uh, and it's been a spectacular day. A hundred percent agree. I mean, we usually, like you said, there's sometimes you get weekends full of duds. And mm-hmm. today, we even though it ended up being a fifteen point margin, Michigan Ohio State was awesome. Alabama and Auburn was uh, was more than we can bargain for. And then Bedlam, as Oklahoma State is trying to run out the clock now, leading by four. <laughs> with under two minutes to go, 37-33 Cowboys in front, has been uh, every bit that the rivalry is named. It's been Bedlam all the way through there in Stillwater, Robbie. And uh, and one other thing on Auburn and Alabama, you, you got to love Auburn's chances, though, of winning a two-point shootout against Alabama, right? I mean, come on. Like, you're, you're going to beat, that, beat, beat the be- one of the best offensive <laughs> teams in the country from uh, a shootout from the three-yard line when T.J. Finley can barely move off the field by the end of the game. Right. That's the other thing. Like, you have a quarterback who can barely walk. Yeah, let's extend the game. <laughs> like, what What are we doing? Also, maybe just don't give up a 97-yard drive with 97. That too. That, that too. I think that's a pretty valid point there, Robbie. 
Oh like man. Everybody's, everybody's getting mad about the new format. And I'm like, guys, y'all had, y'all had a few opportunities before then. Oh, I, I, I would say so. But Robbie, let, let's go to the NFL. Fade or follow yep. what we always do at this time. Uh, the Circa Millions contest into week 12. Uh, in the middle of a quarter right now. Uh, we have our top five for the week. And let, let's start off, Robbie. We'll start with the number one consensus play. And this is different than what the market is at right now. In the yeah. contest, when this when this number came out on Wednesday morning, Pittsburgh, four-and-a-half-point underdog at Cincinnati. Now it is mostly market-wide, three-and-a-half. There are some fours still out there on Pittsburgh. But, Robbie, are you going to fade or follow the consensus? Uh, if you can find a four-and-a-half, great, four-and-a-half. I'll give you four here. Are you fading or following Pittsburgh as a four-point underdog on the road in Cincinnati this week? I'm going to fade them. I think Pittsburgh's coming off a spot where they looked as good as they have all year, and I just don't believe that football team exists week to week. I just don't. Like, I don't think this offense can put up 30-something points again. I don't think this offense can really sniff that uh, against a, a good Cincinnati team, and I think Cincinnati's going to be able to move the football. Um, I, I, I would lay it, especially, especially down at three and a half. But um, even, even at the contest number, I, I would fade this. I, it might not have made... Uh, my my five picks at four and a half, but three and a half, I do like it. Um, I, I just I just think Cincinnati's a better team here at home against a Pittsburgh team that I think last week was a little bit of fool's gold for the Steelers squad. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna follow at four and a half at the contest number. Three and a half. I'm starting to have to really think. Four. I think I I would still take Pittsburgh. Uh, there's a few things at play here, Robbie. Uh, the Bengals did win last week on the road at the Raiders, but. Even though they won by my multiple scores, nothing from that performance elicited confidence for me for Cincinnati. Sure. Uh, they, they really were sluggish for the most part of that game. Then Carr turned the ball over, and they turned that into a touchdown at the end. That defense that for a time there early in the year looked like it had finally turned the corner. Uh, obviously, the two weeks before the bye, you lose to Mike White and make Mike White look like the best Jet quarterback ever, and you'll get blown out by Cleveland who look the Browns have struggled to move the ball basically over the last six, uh, over the last six weeks, except for that game against Cincinnati. I know a, a 99 yard pick six kind of flipped that game on its head early, but I, I, I'm not seeing it with Cincinnati. Uh, and the other thing is too, this is a revenge spot for Pittsburgh. These teams met in week three, Cincinnati did not move the ball much in that game, but that was one of those games where Ben Roethlisberger looked, that was at the point where we thought, all right, Ben is completely, completely <laughs> cooked at this point. That was a 24-10 game. Cincinnati in that game all had 268 yards of offense. They weren't on the field a lot for the game. They did average six yards of play, which is good. But this is there's a lot going for Pittsburgh here. Uh, I, I'm not sure they win, Robbie, but I, I do like them to cover four and a half or four uh, and uh, against Cincinnati. Again, huge game. Every game in the AFC North at this point, Robbie, just ginormous playoff implication wise. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it's kind of funny. We talked about early in the season, we thought the NFC West was gonna be the division of chaos, the division where everybody's fighting it, and we were starting to see separation there, right? From mm-hmm. from the two best teams in that division. And now we just have this cluster in the AFC North. Every team's above five hundred, every team is just banging their head against the wall. But the best part is every team's above 500, but I don't know a fan base that feels good about their football team right now, <laughs> which is like my ideal football scenario. Like I, I'm a Browns fan. I like, I don't like anything that's happening around my football team, right now. but we're in the hunt. We're a couple games back, you know, they can get into it. And I feel like every single fan base feels that way. Cause every team has laid a few eggs this season. Like, the losses in this division have been some hideous, hideous losses, including that Steelers loss to Cincinnati. Well, um, I, yeah, it, Robbie, 100%. I mean, like, it, it, it's a great point because even in victory last week for your Browns, oh, if it no was any like other that. opponent in the league, that's a loss last week. It was just... Same with Baltimore. The, yeah, Baltimore. Same deal with Baltimore, 100%. I mean, Baltimore loses to, to Miami. Baltimore should have lost to Detroit. Justin Tucker needed a 66-yard kick. <laughs> To, to bail them out of that one, but you know you're 100 right. Um, quickly in Bedlam, I think Oklahoma's about to get first and goal. No, they didn't throw the flag. Wow, 22 seconds to go. Oklahoma State leads by four. Uh, Spencer Williams uh, had a 55 yard run to get him near the red zone. So uh, coming out of the wire 
in that one. But, Robbie, let's get to game number two in the circuit consensus of the Rams. Very, very rare that you're going to see a team on the road at Lambeau Field in the consensus, and it's very rare that you're going to see the a team at all in a pick scenario in the contest be there. Right now the Rams are laying two at Green Bay. In the contest at Pick'em, they were picked number two. Robbie, are you fading or following the consensus on Rams Pick'em? And then for the for the sake of what it is right now, Rams minus two as well. Uh, I mean, at a pick, like I like that value, right? Especially mm-hmm. if it's if it's moving out to two, like at a pick, like I, I mean, that's that's solid value. Um, I, this this does feel like a coin flip game. Uh, feels like a game that that is gonna come down to the wire, and obviously that's scary going up against Aaron Rodgers. But with all the stuff going on with his toe, and he didn't look right last week, like he looked off there's something that there's some real stuff to to what he's dealing with with the the toe the fractured toe the covid toe whatever mm-hmm. he's got going on he's showing feet on cameras like i don't know what's going on <laughs> never a dull moment in green bay right now but i, I just you know i i do like this spot for the rams um it's it's one of those one of those spots that i think this game means a little more to la we talked about their 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 situation and and they're probably not winning that division, um, but they do need to secure as many wins as they can to to kind of lock up playoff spot. And I think it's more of a prove it spot for them coming off. They've had a couple shaky weeks. Uh, I, I think this is a chance for them to really get up and get up for a game and, and make kind of a statement in in a marquee spot. I'm gonna hold off on saying if I'm fading or following because we're gonna have to take a break here in a few seconds. Uh, Robbie Callen's going to stick around, of course. Uh, get Robbie on the tweets at rcallen. Uprocks.com is where you can find all of Robbie's work. And a final in Stillwater, Oklahoma State is going to go to 11-1. They win 37-33 over Oklahoma. They'll take on Baylor next week in Arlington. We're back with more Fader Follow next on VEASAN's Bet Center. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vsin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Find the odds for the MVP award, NFL head coach of the year, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the Prop Tracker betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vsin.com slash NFL. It is vsin's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles. Robbie Callend with us as well. Fade or follow of the circuit consensus. We were just talking about the Rams, who are currently two-point favorites in the market, but in the contest we're pick. Uh, Robbie's going to follow. I'm going to follow suit and follow as well. The biggest thing for the Packers, even more than Aaron Rodgers and his foot injury or toe injury, whatever it is, that offensive line is so banged up. And, Robbie, I I, I don't know about you, but going into a game where you're facing Aaron Donald, who last time I checked is pretty good, pretty good at this football thing, and a good defensive line around him to boot, you're down three offensive line starters. That is a big problem for Green Bay in this game. And I think even though it, it's Rodgers at home as an underdog right now, it is tough to pass up just from the mental aspect of that. But I don't know how Green Bay blocks the L.A. Rams in this in this game. That's the main reason I'll follow the consensus here. Yeah, uh, that's it's, it's it's the worst team to roll into your building when you're beat up up front, right? Like you're already trying to figure out how you're going to deal with Aaron Donald. And now you've got to figure out, can you communicate right? Like it's hard enough to deal with him if you have five guys who have spent all season working together. But the hardest thing about piecing together an offensive line is you've got to figure out how to, how they're going to communicate passing off blocks, knowing your assignment. And it's a really underrated thing, uh, cohesion along the offensive front, especially against a team like that, where you're going to be doubling a lot. And that means if you have planned doubles, knowing who's going to bail off if they bring pressure, knowing who's going to kind of kick in, kick out to help uh, if they show pressure and they don't and how to pass guys off, that's that's going to be trouble. 
Robbie, uh, I'll say this too, because this is a giant game in the NFC playoff race. Uh, Rams trying to keep pace off of two losses in a row against Arizona and Green Bay, again, trying to keep pace at the Cardinals, who are on a bye this week. And, Robbie, the crazy thing with this whole thing in the NFC race, Colt McCoy's played the last three weeks. Every single team trying to catch the Cardinals has lost ground. I don't know how they do it, man. And once again, Brown's legend, Colt McCoy, yes. shouts to my man. Like, he's still, like, every year we're like, oh, my Colt's still in the league. And, like, he is the game manager of game managers. He has perfected the art. Like, I mean that as a compliment. That is not a knock. We use that as a knock on guys coming into the draft. Colt's figured out. He's got the formula. Like, he's just, he might have one turnover, but he's just not going to do things that cripple you. He's still got, like, just enough wheels to pick up a couple first downs that just kill you on, like, third and five. You think you got everything covered, and he just slips out and scampers for six. He's, I mean, and then you, I mean, that Arizona defense, like, kudos to to what they've been able to do out there. Uh, And you know what? I got to tip my cap to Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. I I was, I thought he was a joke. Like, genuine, in terms of game management and coaching to win, He's been awful for a couple of years, and I don't know what they did, his clock management, his ability to manage drives and situations, not kicking terrible field goals this year. Like, they're doing much better in that aspect, and, and I got to tip my cap to him because it, it's hard. I don't, you don't see coaches make that kind of year-to-year improvement. I don't know if they brought somebody in around him, associate head coach type, but it's been great. 100%. Look, he's the favorite to win coach of the year, and – Look, unless if New England gets the number one seed in the AFC, which a lot more realistic than it probably should be, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's probably Cliff's award to lose at this point. Uh, we'll get to New England in a second because they're the fourth consensus. But let's get to number three here, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Big game in Indianapolis. Colts hosting the Bucks. Indy plus three is number three consensus with 963 selections. Right now in the market, it is mostly three. There was some three and a half earlier in the day. Um, there is some three minus one twenty out there as well. Uh, but Robbie, a, a huge game uh, for both of these teams. Indy trying to keep pace in the AFC playoff chase, and Tampa. Robbie has been a mess away from Raymond James Stadium so far this year. I, I'm I'm a follow here, uh, and the biggest reason is I think the Colts can control this game, control this tempo. Jonathan Taylor is just a monster. Um, their offensive line moves bodies, and, and this is going to be a good test. I, I'm really interested to see because we get, you know, Vita Vea up front against Quentin Nelson and that Colts front, and, and if if Vea can hold things up in the middle, it gets really interesting. It's going to be really interesting if you can make Carson Wentz consistently beat you on some kind of third and eight type situations. That's where it gets dicey for Indianapolis. I just th- I just have full faith in this Colts f- up front to move and stay on schedule ahead of the sticks, a- and I just a- with a number at three, like I think that's a little wide. I, I'm I'm following 100. Uh, uh, my my partner in the in the contest, Wes Reynolds and I, we put Indianapolis in uh, a little bit of a hesitation because we thought the market was going to go against us, but now that it's even back out, uh, three is pretty good. Now look. Uh, this is a little bit of a different animal for Indianapolis's defense going up against Tampa's Tampa's offense. But look, Robbie, I, I'm with you on the tempo. Indianapolis, what they did to Buffalo last week, just sucking the soul out of the Bills from the get-go with the run game and a fully healthy offensive line for Indianapolis now leads me to believe that the Colts can do that against anyone. Now Vita Vey is questionable. Looks like he's going to be able to go, though. Um, how healthy is Vita Bay, who we know is an amazing nose nose tackle? If he's not 100%, I'm not certain mm-hmm. that Tampa's going to be able to slow down this run attack. And, Robbie, yeah. Tampa, it, it, you don't think Raymond James Stadium, massive home field <laughs> advantage, but, Robbie, when they've been away from home this year, they lost and didn't cover against the Rams. They didn't cover at New England. They didn't cover at... Philadelphia, granted, that was a ridiculous non-cover. That was uh, they were dominating the whole game, and then Sirianni went for two to, to get within the number. Uh, loss outright at New Orleans, loss outright at, at Washington. 
they are over against the number. And, and quite frankly, they're one big New England offensive play away at the end of the game. And a Nick Folk made kick from possibly losing in Foxborough. This has been a brutal road team this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just the the worry that you have is that this is the time of year where Tom Brady starts to pick mm-hmm. it up, right? Slightly. Like that's that's where the trepidation comes in. We all know the the Tom Brady like December record thing, right? We're get, we're we're knocking on the door of December. Um, it gets a little spooky. I'll admit that's the one thing that gives me pause because you look at this and you go, man, like you can rationalize the Colts in a bunch of different ways. Like you just said, them on the road, their ability to control clock, what they did against the Bills last week, just the way that they have handled good football teams makes you think like, hey, like this is a good number for the Colts. But the one thing that you fear is this is the time of year where Tom Brady teams start to pick it up and start to look a little different, just like they did last year start to look a little different than they did the first half plus of the season. That happens every once in a while, Robbie. He he tends to do that, right? Yeah, just just slightly tends to do that. Uh that the Brady guy the, the Brady guy's pretty good uh now and Robbie, we got uh, we got about two minutes here. I want to get one more game in and then we'll uh we'll continue this on on the flip side of the break. Uh number uh the fourth consensus New England. Six and a half point favorites in the contest. And they're now seven hosting Tennessee Weird to see the number one seed in the conference be a seven-point underdog, but here we are. It's the biggest line of the week, no less. Robbie, uh, what are you doing here? Are you going to fade or follow the consensus? Six and a half in the contest, now seven on New England at home against Tennessee. Look, man, this feels like a sucker line, but maybe I'm a sucker. But (laughs) I'm going to take the candy here and fade it, especially at seven. I, I just don't. I don't know. Like, I get all the guys that are out for Tennessee on both sides of the ball. I I totally understand the trepidation here. New England absolutely rolling on defense. I don't trust this Patriots offense as a seven-point favorite. I just just don't. Like, I know they're getting better each. They've looked solid. I just don't see it. And also, the Titans have been the ultimate play-up or play-down to your competition team all season. They all their losses are to dreadful football teams. Like I get they looked awful against the Texans, but guess what? They have beaten the best teams. They have looked good against the best teams. Vrabel, for whatever reason, is able to get those guys up to face the top competition. I think they're in this game to the end here. I get all the all the reasons you would want to lean on the Pats. I, I think this is a three-point game. Robbie, I uh, I'm gonna take the take the break to figure out what I'm doing with this because this is a really <laughs> difficult game. Uh, Robbie, R- Robbie, hang out for for a, a little bit longer here. We'll do uh, the fifth game of Fader Follow. We'll also get your thoughts on what Circus Survivor ended up doing this week in a chaotic week number twelve in the National Football League. More on Bet Center next. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. We're back here on VSIN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Bars, Robbie Callan on the right side of your screen of uprocks.com. Robbie, thank you as always for, for, for joining the show for as as long as you have here today. The third segment with Robbie. Um, and uh, let's get back into Fader Follow. We left it with the cliffhanger of me having no idea what to do with New England and Tennessee, which is which is naturally a, a great look for me. Uh, New England in a teaser would probably be the way I play this. I have a hard time envisioning New England losing this game, uh, even sure. though I will say, I don't think Mac Jones has been quite as good as people are making him out to be. I think the big thing with Mac Jones is Mac Jones has looked competent to good, and the rest of the rookie quarterbacks have looked horrible. So by <laughs> retrospect with that, we because of the other rookie quarterbacks being as bad as they have, Mac Jones being solid has made Mac Jones look really good. And guess what? Mac Jones may carry that all the way to being the offensive rookie of the year in the NFL. At the six and a half in the contest, uh, I would probably fade but I don't want to lay seven with New England right now because this landing seven makes a lot of sense. Uh, total at 43 and a half may be good to the under. Uh, the only concern, and, and Robbie, you and I were talking about this off air, the Bud Dupree injury is a big deal for Tennessee because in the games that Bud Dupree has played, Tennessee's looked like a real defense. In the games that he has not, that defense was bad enough that they made Zach Wilson look great. Yeah, not having, I mean, it's, it's the value of having a great pass rusher, right? Like, and mm-hmm. we see that around the NFL every week, like it makes, it shortens up the errors that you can make. Cause it, it, it shortens the windows uh, for guys to, to hold the ball and let those downfield options get open. And when guys can sit back and, and let guys get through the route tree and move through progressions, makes it a lot easier to beat these NFL defenses. Uh, if you have to go one read two read out, it's a lot harder if you can you can make it a half field game uh, and cover it up. So I, I I hear you. I just I I'm with you on the Mac Jones thing. I just don't see where he necessarily has done stuff that wows me to make me want to you know put my harder money on him minus seven. Yeah, and I will say this with New England, as crazy as it sounds, Belichick is obviously getting the credit, and they, he's done a tremendous job with this team that looked like a pretty mediocre team at best about six weeks ago, and now they're have a legitimate chance to get the number one seed in the AFC. Josh McDaniels has been amazing play calling wise this year. He is as good of a year as he's had uh, as offensive coordinator there in new England. And look, the Patriots all of a sudden live for the number one seed as crazy as that sounds. Uh, But they are alive with uh, both games remaining against Buffalo sweep those. And who knows, maybe new England uh, runs away with the AFC East and has a real chance at the one seed. All right, Robbie, let's go to the fifth game in the consensus, and the Sirianni syndicate has showed up yet again in the contest. The Philadelphia Eagles in the top five, consensus, 887, 887 selections, playing three and a half against the Jason Garrettless New York football giants at MetLife Stadium. Robbie, I'm going to, I'll go first here. I'm going to fade the consensus here at three and a half and at the current four that DraftKings is showing. Now, Robbie, I know you had your fair share of Freddie Kitchens. And I'm not sure that Freddie Kitchens is an upgrade from Jason Garrett. But I expect the Giants at least to open the playbook up a little bit more than we have seen because it's hard to open it up less than we have seen so far this year with Garrett calling the plays. And also, this is an unfamiliar spot for this Philadelphia team. Not only being a favorite, but being a road favorite of more than a field goal. I am not convinced that Philadelphia is set for this moment. Do I expect them to win? Yeah, I think they do win. But I think they win a field goal game at the at the Meadowlands tomorrow. So I like the Giants, especially at four and at three and a half. I will follow the consensus on the New York Giants. I'll do the same. Or excuse um, me, fade the consensus, well, I should say. 
Yeah, fate, we'll, we'll, I'll roll with the G-men as well. Because, look, this is partially just... Isn't this the perfect spot where Eagles fans were kind of out, right? They were out a couple a few weeks ago. Eagles got rolling. Now they're in the hunt for the division as Dallas loses a couple in a row. Now you hear Eagles fans getting, getting a little excited again. This is a perfect time to have the heart ripped out. And just, just purely from a, a feels perspective, this is the spot where the Giants are as down as down can get. You're firing offensive coordinators midseason. You look awful on national television a week ago, completely inept, completely unable to move the football. Uh, here's a spot where everybody looks up and they go, hey, hey, wait, why are the, why are the Eagles down three in the fourth quarter? Right. <laughs> why, why is this happening? And, and, every, and everybody's wondering why. Just from that, like, and like you said, I can't, I can't lay it with this Eagles team on the road over a field goal. I'll fade. Not that I trust the Giants a whole lot. This is more an NFC East. Everybody's kind of the same play. Robbie, this, is, this question has absolutely nothing to bet about betting that I'm about to ask you, but would it have been funnier if the Giants did what they did and made Freddie Kitchens the temporary play caller, or would it have been funnier if Derek Dooley got the nod? They're both on that staff. Ooh, uh, Dooley. Like, no doubt, Derek Dooley. <laughs> Especially because Dooley was a Garrett guy in Dallas. Right. <laughs> right. Like, he brought him from Dallas after he got fired. Definitely Derek Dooley. Also because it would have brought, like, the Freddie Kitchen stuff, I think everybody expected him to still be in the NFL. Like, every time we see Derek Dooley, it, it's just a bunch of people going, wait, why is he on that coaching staff? <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, that's like, that's... All Twitter is. It's just a bunch of people like, wait, Derek Dooley's in the NFL still? Like, that that was every single time. So, uh, funny year if it was Derek. And I, look, when I was still in Columbia, Missouri, covering the Tigers when they hired Dooley to be the offensive coordinator. That was all of our reaction when that hire was made. I was like, wait a second. Wait, what? Where, 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 where did this come from? Who thought that was a good idea? Of course, it naturally uh, it worked for one year and then didn't work after that. But, uh, uh, yes, but uh, Freddie Kitchens, of course, uh, now calling the plays for the Giants with uh, Jason Garrett no longer there, fired earlier this week as the offensive coordinator. All right, Robbie, I want to I want to show you this on 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 our screen here at Veasan.com because there are 40 entries left in Circus Survivor after what has been as chaotic of a four week stretch that I can ever remember in the National Football League. And Robbie, there's only one team that is favored more than four points. That's the New England Patriots. And the Patriots are the number one pick this week with 12 out of the 40 taking New England. And then it's a whole mess after that. Six took the Eagles, five took Cincinnati, five took San Francisco. Good luck to the five there. Four took Baltimore, two took Seattle and Carolina. Good luck on Seattle, folks. One with Miami, one with the Chargers, one with the Texans, and one with the Falcons. Oh, boy. Robbie, this is... I'm not surprised that we are seeing a whole collection. Uh, I actually set the over-under at, tw- at uh, 12 and a half teams being selected, and it just comes in under that with 11 teams getting selected for this Sunday. Robbie, if I were alive, I actually, I have no idea what I would do. I think I'd actually take Carolina at Miami because there's no way I'm using Carolina again, and I think Miami has really played over their heads the last few weeks in this three-game winning streak. Do you have any idea what you would do with this week with Survivor? Because it's just, it's the worst card I think I've ever seen for a Survivor week. I want to shout out the person that took the Falcons. Yeah. Like, good for you. <laughs> you know, like, that's just sticking to your guns and saying, I'm fading Urban Meyer every week. I love it. That's what, that 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 person set that before the year and is just like, we're just going to keep it. Like, unless it's the Texans or unless it's the Jets, like, we're going to do it. Good for you. Um, Man, maybe the Pats, if I haven't used them already, like, like we talked about, like, we were like, Pats in the tease was kind of where we leaned there. I, I don't hate Cincinnati. I think it would probably be New England and Cincinnati would be my two. And obviously, those are two of the top three. Um, like I said, I just don't trust this Pittsburgh team. Like I know they're they're they were the the consensus at the top, but I think Cincinnati wins that football game. I would probably go there. Honestly, I, I really don't hate the Falcons play. The Falcons <laughs> have looked 
awful against some teams, but like they've been marginally competent. They have a like a real quarterback. They they can't protect him, but I the Jags are terrible. I think I I, I respect that play a lot because you're never going to use the Falcons again. That's for sure. So why not why not burn them in this week? And here's the thing: if you win that one, and a couple of those big ones lose, like you have set yourself up really really well. Like if they win and the Pats lose. You're in great shape. So good job, Falcons person. I, I mean, Robbie, at this, Robbie, at this point, if New England loses and San Francisco loses, which I don't think is crazy. I mean, we're talking half the field. I will say I, I, I do give credit for the person who took the Texans, which I don't hate that either. <laughs> yeah. And I give credit to the person who took the Falcons. Uh, again, the Falcons, it's funny. We talked about this. I was on the nightcap last night uh, real quick here, Robbie. The Falcons do play Detroit in week 17. So maybe, maybe, but that would make a lot of sense if Dan Campbell finally got his win against the Atlanta Falcons. He's Robbie Callen. Get him on the tweets at rcallen. Uprocks.com is where you can find his work. Robbie, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Always a pleasure, Jeff. Always great to catch up with Robbie. When we get back, we're diving into the late slate of NFL games in week 12 here on Beeson's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.